What's going on and welcome to the Beyond the Arc podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Silvers. We're about to drop you into the pilot episode where me and my producer, Mika Gadsden, discuss the NFL's Brian Flores controversy. So stay tuned. Hope you pick up the vibe we're putting down as we discuss sports news in a way where you can learn a little something and laugh a little bit too. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more. When, when you can't distinguish between contacts in your phone. Right. A little bit. I know we all make that. We, I mean, it's happened. I mean, this is how this podcast started. I texted the wrong Brandon. Exactly. <laughs> so it does happen. We do understand that. But uh, but y'all, were, in my defense, y'all were both black. Um, so Exactly. Yeah, he's got to use the emojis or something to be able to distinguish between <laughs> white Brian and black Brian. Yeah. Or like we've got those that technology now, those emojis are, are in the app store. Right, it's no excuse. Like what's good? Like nah, I think seriously though, I know Brian Flores is like dominating everything. Um, the sports fan in me that also deals with news every day, you know, by virtue of what I create content about like I was just like I was in heaven. I love sports. I love when sports crosses into the mainstream, so I can get my fix. I don't know, but but how about this? How about you? How did the story kind of grab you? Well, it wasn't it wasn't super shocking uh-uh. because, as you mentioned, the Rooney Rule has been. I think it started off with great intentions, yeah. but it's it's been antiquated. Like it's time to move on, find a new solution. Yeah. Um, so I think I think what really caught me was was his tone change in the text <laughs> and then how quickly after all this popped off that yeah. he filed a lawsuit yeah yeah his tone like talking about uh, brian flores is uh like yeah he when he figured it out like yo wait a minute is he talk-? and you know what it, you know what it really showed me too he put it together you could see it in the text but i think what brian showed me too is that he probably he probably was put up on game as well in terms of how this thing works behind the scenes but that doesn't this still didn't save him from I guess disappointment and humiliation, right? Like absolutely, because you mm. could tell the first text with, with Bill Brian was he was mm. just excited. Yeah. Just like, okay. Oh my cool. god. Yeah. And then it went from oh that's great to hear, coach. Blah blah blah. To hey, wait a second. And then it was <laughs> Did like you thanks, mean Black Brian. <laughs> exactly. And it was like okay, thanks, Bill. Yeah. Period. I don't know who was more devastated, me or Brian Flores, because I wanted. I wanted Brian Flores for my Giants, for my New New York Giants, but nah, I guess it didn't work out. Yeah, no. So uh-uh. um, that was that was interesting. I I wondered after he got fired from Miami, mm-hmm. what was up? Because you heard a lot of, and it, it just happens with any coach getting fired. But you heard a lot of rumors of you know he wasn't a nice guy. Yeah. He was mean to his assistants. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then he really overachieved in Miami. Yeah, with with, with trash. Like, with, no, no disrespect, no, but with, right. with like straight mid, like nothing. You know, he did a he did so he overperformed with a lot less than what a lot of other coaches coaches had. Yeah, absolutely. And then he wasn't getting hired as quickly as someone with with that track record would would get, in my opinion. Right. Especially these teams love coaches from that Belichick tree yes mm, yeah and yeah. even though we know that tree been, I mean Flores is probably the best one from that tree it's seriously the only like the only one I really can like look at and be like I right, tip of the cap you know what I mean like the other ones to me haven't panned out overhyped um I think it's no secret like you listen to any sports show they talk about how Bill Belichick is not much of a mentor and so like you can't just be proximate to power and it translate you can't you can't pick up coaching through osmosis you have to actually so that's why I think that there's a distinction to be made between Andy Reid and uh, Andy Reid tree 
shit, a, a Bruce Arians tree and a Belichick tree, which gets the hype, of course, because of the chips. But it's not really translating into real success in terms of the coaches. I don't see it except for Flores. Yeah. 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 So when that started happening and uh-huh. he was getting hired, um, <laughs> I knew, okay, something's going on. Something. But mm-hmm. obviously with the with the Rooney rule, mm. I think that really that probably hurt him too, because I don't think of Flores, nothing I've heard from him is really like super he's not really out here on that social justice thing too mm. much. Mm-mm. And no. so <laughs> I think I, I wonder if he had it in his mind, oh, I'm different. And then it was shown in his face. Oh, no, you're not. Right, right. You got to go on this interview, too. Look, because, look, we're going to be real. Like, I want this conversation to kind of translate into the cultural, right? And what we contend with as black people, right? I want I want us to talk, take this conversation in a way that, in a direction that I don't think has been taken. But 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 that right there, just to keep it back, keep it in, in the NFL, that's exactly how I interpreted some of the, some of, some of what I was seeing was, did you think, being that proximate to this, you know, established championship winning coach, you know, white guy, did you think that that was going to be your, your way, you know, way up the proverbial ladder, I think. And and he, I really felt like he realized, Oh, I'm I'm a black, I'm a black guy. And sometimes to some people, you're just a black guy. No, I I agree. I think that when that hit, it was, it was lawyer time. This story is, is hard for me to, to separate from, but a lot of people kind of weighed in. A lot of black people, writers, journalists, thinkers are really starting to now pick apart his approach. Did you have any takeaways about the lawsuit time, lawyer time? It, it would, came about so quickly mm-hmm. that it seemed like it was an emotional response. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to be leaning on the, the class action portion of this where they're, they're hoping more coaches will come forward mm-hmm. yeah. and help them gather evidence. I think if this happens to make it to discovery from the <laughs> legal minds I've been paying attention to, that's a problem for the NFL. The NFL tries to fight that discovery, discovery. Yeah. through every lawsuit, the Kaepernick one, um, mm. the Gruden one that's going oh, on. Yeah. I forgot about the that. The NFL yeah. does not want you in their business Mm-mm. and I wonder why. Yeah. So that also makes me think about like what might be the strategy from his law team what are you trying to get the NFL to do? What kind of outcomes are you trying to force? I don't think this is where I don't think. I think this was the PR spin when he was on CBS. This is not about bringing about change. Now it will, it will, but it's not going to bring about the change that Brian Brian Flores kind of spoke to. You know, while while he was making the media rounds, right? I don't think it's going to bring about real reform. Do you? No, and that's something I heard him say on because well, he he did the media yeah, circuit oh my God, too. He did everything. He was everywhere. everywhere. So um, I, that's something I heard him say was he was hoping to change the hearts and minds. Yeah, and I like, was like, like, nah, bullshit. That, that yeah, didn't work. I think it's more so with discovery. I think it's dirty laundry. I think that's even because even Gruden, like Gruden, you got money. Your parachute, like they had to pay him out his his contract. Exactly. Not only that, he was making mad mad money in the booth, Monday Night Football. <laughs> So like you come you straight like your kids is straight and arguably your kids kids is straight. I'm talking about Gruden, but yet he still was like nah, I ain't going out like that. And the Gruden thing that's interesting too because I find it hard to believe. This is why I, I guess he's betting on the discovery. Yeah. Find it hard to believe John Gruden's the only person sending on. racist, homophobic emails in the NFL. Come on, man, please. We seen secret Facebook groups here in Charleston, like just where, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like people be saying when they think no one's watching, when they think the camera's off and the microphone's off and the emails are going to stay secret, 
they they keep continue to show themselves for Ex- sure uh, every time they can't and, help themselves mm-mm, mm-mm, nah nah no I'm, I'm interested like I, like you said I'm gonna go back to what you said about like he'll, he's gonna need more people right they ain't gonna believe you you need more people I don't know if Hugh Jackson is that person though I don't know what you feeling I I don't now he did come out and say that the Browns wanted him to tank. He yeah. didn't so that was the aspect of the lawsuit he went for. Not the not yeah. the racism portion, but mm. the we want you to tank portion. Which, right. Which is probably what Brian Floyd should have just stuck with. I think he's got a better bet on that from yeah. what I've heard people yeah. say. Especially with the gambling implications. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that you got the NFL in bed with, with that, then I think that definitely is mm-hmm. is the is the uh the should be the focus point, focal point there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Hugh, I mean, he's got a pretty good case too. All we got to do is, yeah. I guess, hold up the Browns record when he was a coach. Like, yeah. This is what they asked me to do. Yeah. But I think even that has racial implications mm-hmm. because often you see black NFL head coaches hired to lose. Mm. Oh, see, no, so okay, so that part of the story is what I started to pay particular attention to about how like. Black coaches are kind of like never get the cushy job. Like, why did Lafleur get Green Bay versus a Brian Flores? Right? Like, why did that happen? And so, like, the cushy job when you have a quarterback because the quarterback is to me is everything. Literally, we we're gonna see some next season with Tom, with Tampa Tom leaving. Yep, we're gonna see a precipitous drop. I, I think you're right. I think coaches are uh, black coaches are hired to fail. And I but but let me ask you this. What does the program, what the program, what does the, the, the organization get out of that? You think it's just draft position? Draft position is the number one. I think that it. it and, they, and they can say they did the, the check the box on the They check the box. Mm-hmm. They get the draft position. Yeah. You get the quarterback you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And okay, it didn't work out with this coach. So, uh, but we got our quarterback. We hired a black guy. Let's move on to this young offensive assistant whose dad was a coach in the league right, and all right. that stuff. So that's that's really what I think is going on. Yeah. No, I was I was trying to I was trying to um I was trying to figure out like why would you why would you want to lose once he started winning with the shitty ingredients, they then I think their strategy might have changed a little bit or probably I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the strategy did change when they realized, oh, this guy can win games. He's not here to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I think the first game that season mm-hmm. was when when they they got blown out against Baltimore, mm-hmm. like fifty nine to ten, something ridiculous. And I think I think it was Dominique Foxworth was on <laughs> on ESPN saying mm-hmm. that it was borderline criminal that the <laughs> oh, Dolphins were putting ooh, this team ooh, out. Oh, that's when he was saying like this is a yeah, it was um not malpractice, but crim- it was uh, what was the word? It was like, like negligent, negligent, negligent yeah. yeah. And so he was like, you know, come on, let's let's get. Let's get some sort of help. Uh, yeah. I forget what he was saying, but negligent is the bottom line. And yeah. then yeah. Brian Flores is winning with this team that Dominique Foxworth yeah. wanted protected from the NFL. Right. No. He won like five games this year. They went nine and eight last year, won eight of their last nine. Mm-hmm. And Flores got fired, yep. which is, I don't understand how you justify that. I think the Dolphins were looking to hire Jim Harbaugh. Oh, you think the Dolphins wanted Harbaugh? I think that's who they wanted because I know Stephen Ross, the owner, has Michigan connections. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So okay, I think that was the play there, mm-hmm. and everything everything was cool mm-hmm. until this Belichick 
tax. Yeah. Because I think Flores, he had to know being in, like, this is part of the game. Yeah. They want hard He was going to take an L. He was going to take an L, I think. Because he was thinking, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rehired. Look at me. Look what I did. And you know what I bet? I bet you he thought that Bill was going to, like, rally hard for him. Absolutely. Right? Because they both from the Belichick tree, too? Yep. He's oh, from the tree, too. And he so. went to Buffalo. Right. Journeyman coordinator, though. Yep. Yeah. So I think that he was thinking, but I don't know. I can't picture Bill rallying for anybody, really. I saw how passionate he was about like LT and like he would cry whenever he talks about Lawrence yeah. Taylor. So I felt like I felt like this could be I don't know if it's just player, but the way he did Tom Dirty, the way he would just let people go. I'm thinking LeGarrette Blunt. I'm thinking what is it? Um, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Butler. Yeah, like he, right. he'll cut you before before it's too late. Right, and then we still don't know why he benched Malcolm Butler. Right, so like he's cutthroat like true. that. Yo, Brendan, I bet you it was about. Like, yo, I thought you was going to go to war for me. I bet you that was part of it. Now, you've raised a point, so I kind of wonder, conspiracy theory mm, here, okay. allegedly reckless do, speculation. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Is this Bill Belichick's way of getting back at the Giants in the NFL for his two Super, football, his two super Bowl losses and deflate gate? Ooh. He's like, hey, I'm going to set it off. <laughs> The Dolphins always somehow beat me with these random oh, players. You know I'm gonna what? get them out the paint too. Oh, that's like, real tinfoil territory. I'm, I'm putting that. I'm I'm the first and only one here on this island. I'm you, saying you got this it, was bro. You you you're the Nick Wright of like go ahead and camp out on that corner right there. Me by myself, Bill Belichick did this on purpose. God, I think a lot of people are thinking the heart, like thinking something along those lines. It's just like, like you know what I was thinking too. Like this is kind of like unrelated to what we were just talking about, but kind of. I feel like Bill Belichick revels in being a kingmaker. We're recording this in the state of South Carolina, so like I'm thinking of Jim Clyburn, right? Not to bring partisan politics into this, but I'm thinking like how Jim Clyburn, like he make he makes on he makes so many headlines because he's influencing the pick around Supreme Court and he had Biden come and speak at his alma mater and you know, all of this. Like I feel like Bill Belichick is really reveling in that kingmaker. Like I can, I can get my coaches hired like that. I mean, you saw him do it kind of with with Jimmy G in Forty oh, Niners. Like yeah. Belichick, like this guy. So some, some he must be fantastic. But I thought he him. did that. But they, so didn't they just give Jimmy G away? Didn't they just give him away for like nothing for like a pack of Skittles? Yeah, because it was going to be the best situation for him. And I think right. Belichick. To your point about yeah. rallying around people, he mm -hmm. wanted the best for Jimmy G. Yeah. And so they gave him away to the best situation. But I remember, I think Cleveland was making a hard push for him and they oh. turned them down. And he just. He, I didn't remember that. Okay. And then I'm thinking about um, Cam, how Cam's time at New England kind of ended. He loved, like, that was the, the word was that he loved Cam um, Newton. And even that, like, letting him, releasing him when he did, freed him up to be picked up by somebody. Um, you know, I, maybe maybe Bill is a little softer than we think. I don't know. Maybe. Or that, maybe he makes people feel that way. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I have not gotten an ounce of charisma off that dude. So <laughs> They I, keep I saying think, he got a personality outside I mean, of I would think that anybody, he, I mean, he doesn't watch Succession, so that's already one <laughs> Wait strike. Wait a minute. You know what? I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm, lo I'm lost on that. Wait, wouldn't he, 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 when did we, I don't even know the Succession part. Like, seriously, put, clue me in, because I don't know. That's when, when Roman accidentally sent the pick. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's why you said that. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh yeah, if, if everyone was putting those memes up, everybody yeah. was putting those memes up. Now I remember. Now I remember. Oh man, nah, it's very, very Logan. <laughs> 
sat down laughing because that's like the worst. I wish I would see my parents something like that. That is, that, that is scary. I would um, not get invited back to the family. That would be the end of that. No, no, no. for all of us. And Bill's living our worst nightmare, uh, much like like Roman did. Yeah, yeah. But I do think it's interesting with the because I mean, just being black, that's mm. just kind of what work is like. And so they have these diversity. Right. initiatives yep. especially now after 2020 yep. and we were all on instagram with our black squares <laughs> we they, yeah yeah <laughs> you maybe so know. they had the stop. i actually didn't post one <laughs> i'm just <laughs> you better it not it just seemed very it didn't seem super helpful mm, very performative so yeah. um <laughs> super helpful <laughs> everyone's doing all these diversity initiatives and you see it you see it a lot locally yeah. where a lot of these problematic organizations are like oh you know we fucked up we're gonna make it right mm-hmm. by hiring people and putting them in our content and everything mm-hmm. and it, it's just this is just how it is it, mm-hmm. most of the stuff like the Rooney rule mm-hmm. is toothless yeah and it's not causing any uh, substantial change if hypothetically if Brian if you were Brian Th- Flores and you went through everything you went through but you were making, you were, de- you were deliberating about what you should do next. What would you have done in his situation? Would you have just gone through with a lawsuit or would you kind of like, mm. That's tough because it's hard because, I mean, the lawsuit, that's probably the end of his coaching career yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I even said like, yo, the dude is crazy. It's done. Yeah. he's like 40 years old. And he's, he he's was He's a right. great coach. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so I don't really know. I probably would have gone, I would have, I would have been mad and gone with the lawsuit myself you because would've. I know like me and Brian Dable I, that's my <laughs> biggest pet peeve that's the thing that, that triggers me all the time now Ooh. especially as I get older is me versus someone who I think is mediocre oh my goodness and you put me in the same Fuck. sentence yeah then okay Come on. and that happens a lot just I mean we're gonna be real mediocre white, white man yeah. yeah I'm like okay no 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 I think I would have let it I would have had somebody keep the phone for me I would have somebody because I need that because I am I, I I am impulsive I need to air it out I need to clear you out I need to exfoliate your soul <laughs> like I get mad y'all you know I mean that's that's it, exactly why I would have done it too I would have been mad I would have been like yo if I had like a boo in my life or a family whoever best friend like yo don't let me text don't let me call no lawyers because I honestly think he would have even if let's say he didn't get hired I honestly think it would have it would have just bared like it would have just they would have seen the drop off in, in, in Miami and these other teams would have been struggling. Proving the point. Proving the point. Yeah. Thank you. Well, like, I don't I don't know if I would have. I will. I will say that. I think I think that's something I can say safely is that I think he moved too quickly after that. After that, Texas change. I mean, it was like a week. Yeah. And he was. And he was he shopping had, it around, too. Right. Oof. Yeah. He yeah. was ready to go. And uh, mm. so, yeah, that was really quick. I, the NFL as a as a whole. Mm organization mm. yeah is yeah. is just has these problems and i think what we're seeing with the coaches because you never hear a black coach described as as a he's an x and o's guy yeah. he's always a player's coach it's like all those all those uh those coded phrases that they use in all of sports like especially you know to describe a white player versus a black player sneaky athletic yeah, white right? player, high motor he's, he's gritty coaches son yes all that shit so <laughs> you never hear that and that was the problem why you didn't see any black quarterbacks back in the day oh my god and now yeah. we're getting to a point where Oof. you're seeing black quarterbacks and it's not just the star black quarterbacks but they'll have like a second mm-hmm. or third string black quarterback mm-hmm. which Do you is know Smith hanging out yeah to, so talking about the the mid coaches yeah. like when we <laughs> We can have 
superstar coaches yeah. and mid coaches, yeah. just like the white man. But but that's the thing. Like like like, why can't we be? Why can't we have? Um, uh, uh, Hugh, Jack- like again, I'm trying not to disrespect Hugh because I do think yeah, being at Grambling, like <laughs> damn, he was booked for next week <laughs> yeah, too. Damn, uh. damn, man, messing up your podcast. But no, like, like, but why can't we have a bunch of Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Jacks? Like, why, why not? I don't understand. Me either, because we we got enough of them on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the, that to me like <laughs> it sounds like we're we're we're, uh, we're we're lobbying for black mediocrity. More but terrible black coaches <laughs> right now. <laughs> let's start. Let's start to move it. On <laughs> So with uh, with Brian Flores, we've talked about he's he's suing to change people's hearts, which I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a valid judgment. Yeah, um, oh, boss. and I don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But there does need to be change. This is this is definitely highlighting changes that need to be made that are probably already in the light. Honestly, we all know about them. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is substantive substantive gotcha. that can be changed for for just black men in sports? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know what, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to emphasize the point, the fact that I'm an activist, right? And so that means that it, that I'm, I'm literally trying to first, A, reimagine a better, more equitable world for black people, especially here in Charleston, South Carolina, the cradle of slavery. So so that requires a level of imagination and, and, and ingenuity, innovation, like, like it requires a lot. And what it also requires is I have to, I have to just, um, I have to be comfortable knowing that I'm going to have to be, I have to do the, my work has to exist outside of the system. Okay. So like, like the goal for me is not, Oh Mika, you know, black lives matter and March for change. And then, then I'm going to get a cushy job with the mayor or, or a cushy job with the County. That's not, that's not an outcome that I want, nor is it really realistic. Um, you know, uh, I think what I've, what I've learned is that the change has to happen. You really have, you do have to force the change, but you can do that with finesse, right? Like you can do that with finesse. You can do it a little bit more stealth, um, but but it just won't happen through the system that you're trying to to hold a, to hold to account. And I think that's where Brian Flores and I. I don't I don't judge this man for doing what he thinks he needs to do. You know, um, you know, if he thinks litigation is the is the is the means to an end is a means to an end. That's fine. Absolutely. Right. I honestly think we have to think outside of the box. I think we have to think about how to build power. Um, we have to like, I, I hate to say it, but instead of trying to have a seat at the table, have a seat at the table, we have to create our own tables. Now, should we have to create our own tables? No. Is that right? No. Is that just? Absolutely not. We shouldn't have to create entire separate systems. But I don't, I, I think there there's a way to create tables that then become I'm not going to beat this metaphor down, but I think we can create systems that then become attractive um, to, uh, you know, to that to that other system. I think we can create systems where a Brian Flores can can flourish and can prove his metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, right? Prove his metal there. Um, and then maybe it's kind of like the Dion approach. Dion got shunned from. What like LSU uh, wasn't going to hire him? Florida State wasn't going to hire him. Al- his own alma mater wasn't going. And like, how much? I'm like, if Deion Sanders is getting, because I honestly think we're not talking, we're not lifting up that a lot. Because I think if you would have interviewed Dion, he probably got some text exchanges and some like. I'm certain he did. Uh, uh, like some blatantly bald face, like you know, anti black shit. But like, but like, I think I think Dion re- changed the fucking game in ways 
that have already reverberated. I think Dion is doing and has done what Brian Flores wants to do. And he's just, they're using different tools and in, in the, we'll see what happens. But I think going over here, taking all of that social capital, taking all of that glitz and glint prime time, coach prime, taking all of that, right? Got some kids that are at a certain age. So now they popping in their collegiate, um, em- you know. Empowering the kids, yeah. helping them get the NIL deals. Br- bringing hip hop in, in the locker yes. room, which we know happens, but he's doing it in a way and showing you, um, you know, NIL deals. That's just game changer. I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, this is how you use what's, all the tools. Like, this is the one thing that, that, that I need my people, black or anybody of color, to understand. The tools are there. The tools are there. Now, did they give us the instructions? No. You know, did they did they give us all the tools? No. Did they give us a budget for the tools? No. But the tools are there, and we just have to be innovative in how. And I know this sounds like an oversimplification, but I really do think, in general terms, we have to figure out a way to use the tools that because we do have agency. That's the one thing I think is missing from a lot of this conversation. Brian Florence has way more agency than he's not just held down by the man. Correct. He, he can do some things, and I think like, you see it with Hugh Jackson, you see it with Dion. Hey, I'm gonna go over to this HBCU thing and get a crack a lacking, and, and then we're gonna see something else. Now, hopefully, you don't shit the bed in the bowl, in the bowl game uh, to, an, to a team that, yeah, shout out to mm-hmm. SC State, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so hopefully, you don't shit the, bowl, shit the bed on that, but. <laughs> that I'm, I'm being I'm being silly, but yeah, I don't know. I, I took up a lot of time right there, but no, you're yeah. right. I think the the systems, particularly systems built on on white supremacy, you you can't mm-hmm. expect them mm. to want to dismantle themselves. Mm-mm, come on, it's about self preservation, <laughs> preserving that power for them. You can't expect that to happen, and I think that's why we probably haven't seen too many coaches who have had to go this route that Flores has gone Mm-mm. come out because. When you get in the system, which Brian Flores is in the system, mm-hmm. the system selected him. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to take a step back and say, okay, this system is completely wrong. We need to dismantle it. Because in your mind, you're thinking, well, the system selected me. So there might be something good See, that's in the, thing. the system. And that's, and that's, the, that's the thing that intox- intoxicates us and gives us a false sense of security right just there. The, just that little mm-hmm. bit of hope. Like, okay, there's something redeemable yeah, right. about. I'm in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm. you know what? You're not really in the room. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it's not worth it for for the the whole system to preserve the whole system Brandon, just because so you think that you're in the room. Yeah. Okay. Are you in the room alone? Who else is in the room? Right. Right. And and I think mm. that it can be done to build a system that is attractive when you consider from a purely capitalistic perspective. Mm-hmm. Every study that's ever been done on diversity and Come business has shown that more diverse companies mm. are more profitable. Yep. So if all you care about is money, then you should care about about diversity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something to keep in mind as well with all industries. Yeah. As we see, I mean, we're here creating content. <laughs> we're, we'll be billionaires soon and Yo, everyone course. will hate us because yeah. we exactly. will be bu- Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Go from activist to billionaire, <laughs> just like yes. that. Yo. The, the, <laughs> the pipeline is there. Yeah, um, the tools are there. Yes. <laughs> But I mean, just just you see it with with Hollywood yeah. and everything. I think some industries are starting to come around to like, okay, black people, okay, your culture dominates American society, oh. so maybe we we could center yeah. you maybe, or even yeah, like maybe. Latinx, like all these yeah. all these different pieces that make up this American puzzle. Yeah, like at three after three decades of working in Hollywood, they finally realized, oh yeah, Regina King is kind of good at a lot of things and can do anything. 
from directing to voiceover animation like it's it's like that like you you like yeah Regina King has always been that like since like yes it's like it it's like the, yeah it just she, she just right, popped up one day you all know, of a sudden right it's it's a, exactly like and I think you're right I think and you know and you and I were talking off off mic about like Coach Saban like I am under no illusion that. Nick Saban is just like Black Lives. He is not Black Lives Matter. He is not. You haven't seen him at a rally. <laughs> I was taking attendance at the last one, oh. and I called his name, and I don't think yeah, a nah. recruiting trip. We yeah. had an Affleck commercial with Dion. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot about that. He's coming out his show. Yeah, he's kind of like the opposite of Belichick. He's actually like anyway, but no, but like I was talking to you about about Nick Saban, and about like he's really. It's performative, but if I take my activist cap off and put on my my sports uh, shit, my best, um, I don't know, Dan Ravel. I'm trying to think of no, not him, um, <laughs> not him. But if, if I put on my my best, like whatever, insider, like a Shefty, whatever. I don't know if I had if I had to give commentary on something. Like to me, he is playing the game right. He ain't no way Absolutely. you could, you in the SEC. You've been dominating it forever, forever, right? And you see, but he sees the ch- the cultural shifts happening, and he's smart enough, or his team, or whomever is helping advise him, is smart to say, "We gotta embrace nil. We gotta embrace it. We've been we've been paying these dudes backdoor paying them, paying their mama house. No, like we we've been doing that forever. Now they've legalized. Like they, he saw it with the Austin, you know, the, he, he, they see the nil, they see the marijuana. Why is my why is the governor McMaster here? Now saying, oh no, yeah, we'll legalize marijuana this way and that way, and we'll we'll talk about that and we'll embrace NIL because they they want to recruit, they want that talent. Absolutely. So you don't want to be in a state where you don't have that, you don't even you you can't even recruit your program can't even offer recruits from wherever you know something competitive. And I guess I guess that was a long way of saying that um, you know I I really think that there's ways to play the game and do it with finesse. Right, I'm thinking of the silkiest jump shot. I don't know who who you would think was the silkiest jump shot. Like I'm thinking, first I was thinking finger roll George Gervin, but um, yeah, <laughs> but but nah, I just I took up a lot of space there, homie. But yeah, I I think that there's a way to build power, and I think I think black people who are wanting to to rise through the ranks of whatever it is, whether pro or NCAA, they have to be willing to to work outside the the system, build, figure out a way to to create power. That is almost like nobody can fuck with. Like this, the way is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck. No, nope, there. there's a there's yeah. a way to do it. I think you're right. I think even to tie this back to Charleston, yeah. that's kind of what we've seen. Mm. I mean, I've spent I don't know how many how many years mm. banging my head up against the wall trying to break into a system. <sighs> and and then if you do make it, it's like hostile as fuck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it when you get there. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God. But you do it in reverse where you break into jail and then you crawl through all the shit to break through, break into jail. Bro, and you're that's so gnarly. Hand you're handing out spoons to everyone and be like, no, we're going to do this. And they're like, no, this is, this is, this the hustling, jail this is, is where you want to be. Right, this is hustling backwards. Exactly. And you know what? It's, seriously though, I think, I think um, the, the, the metaphor of confinement is actually apropos because that's exactly what those spaces are they're they're confining as hell you can't show up as your true authentic self um they don't understand certain ways of cultural expression so they're they're automatically think it's a foreign body that they have to attack so you're right it's like it's like um while if 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 you've been denied and you've got all the credentials and more if you're a a hall of fame caliber uh, nfl standout veteran like Dion, and you can't even get considered seriously for your alma mater who you brought so much fame and acclaim to you realize like okay if 
do I really do I really want this or do I want to do I want to coach? Do I want to coach at a high level? And then you can make the decision whether or not you're going to get a look somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, yeah. think about that. Like, Dion couldn't get a look. Man, so crazy. who can get a look if Dion Sanders can't get a look? Right. Right. And like you said, like Charleston here, it's, it's, it feels like that. It feels like um, I, I'm, we only bring up Charleston because that's our experience. Like, I, I, when I lost my last job, I was like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Everyone can say, oh, do a resume, put your... I'm not doing a fucking resume. I'm just, I'm not doing anything. Like, not here. Not here. Um, I just, just, playing the game here is, is exhausting. And, it, and I think it was going to put me in the early grave. So I'm not doing it. I don't know. Well, absolutely. I mean, it just, it, it seems like you're playing a game that you just can't win. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. if I don't even have the hope to win, mm. then why am I even in the game? That's how I feel. So you're right. It's kind of reverse Shawshank. Is that the name of the episode? Like reverse Shawshank? I don't know. That might be it. Reverse Shawshank or Succession. Bill Belichick. There's a lot to work with. A lot of we watch we a lot from. of TV. This is too much. I was trying to work in a wire reference as well. Oh shit! Don't get me on that. We'll get, yeah, yeah that, we'll, that'll be a separate episode. We'll literally just have an episode about like season four or five, like whichever. Those are my favorite too. Um, anyway, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think we solve racism we in the did. NFL. So you're welcome, that's good. America. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> good go job. Giants. Apparently, we did it. <laughs> oh, you said go Giants. I got it on tape. I got it. I got it. <laughs>